Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Hello and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Friday, April 29th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. EV tax credits get a thumbs down. Asbury's revenue targets move up. Dealers could get some tax help. And VW eyes a U.S. expansion. Also, Ford reshapes its business for the future. We'll take a look at how that's going a little later in the show. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Expanding the EV tax credit is looking increasingly unlikely after a key Senate Democrat disparaged the idea. Joe Manchin of West Virginia, who's a crucial vote in the evenly divided Senate, raised concerns about the tax credit at a Senate hearing with Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. With gasoline costing about $4 a gallon and wait lists on several EV models, Manchin said that it made no sense to him to give buyers thousands of dollars in incentives. He called the idea, quote, absolutely ludicrous. Tesla and General Motors have exhausted the federal tax credits available for their customers. Toyota is close to beginning the wind-down process because of its sales of plug-in hybrids. Other action in the Senate could help dealers facing outsized tax bills because of the lack of inventory. Senator Sherrod Brown, a Democrat from Ohio, introduced legislation yesterday that would provide relief to dealerships that use the last-in, first-out inventory accounting method. The global semiconductor shortage has limited dealers' ability to restock inventory, driving up taxable income. The bill, which has support from both Democrats and Republicans, would specify that the requirements under Section 473 of the Internal Revenue Code have been satisfied, effectively directing the IRS and the Treasury Department to give dealers up to three years to restore their inventories to more normal levels. The effort parallels one in the House by Dan Kildee, a Democrat from Michigan. Asbury Automotive Group has ambitious new targets. In 2020, the company set out to roughly double in size by 2025 to reach $20 billion in annual revenue. Now it's looking to more than triple. The new target, $32 billion in annual revenue by 2025, about $6.2 billion of that additional revenue would come through acquisitions. Under its expanded targets, Asbury forecasts it will have about 225 new vehicle dealerships by the end of 2025, up from 148 today. The retailer had 91 dealerships in 2020 when the original 25 goals were announced. Analysts were expecting the targets to be raised after last year's acquisition of the Larry H. Miller dealerships put Asbury ahead of its original plan. Seaport research analyst Glenn Chin said he was surprised by the magnitude of the increase. And Volkswagen is mulling an expansion of its plant in Chattanooga, Tennessee. This from a Reuters report citing a source close to the matter. The automaker is considering production of the new ID Buzz electric microbus at the facility. In March, VW said it was shifting production to the U.S. and China due to the war in Ukraine. Fighting there it led to parts shortages and reduced production. 
Over the next five years, VW plans to invest at least $7.1 billion in North America, and by 2030, the VW Group aims to add 25 new electric vehicles in the U.S. That's across all of its brands, including Audi and Porsche. On Thursday, Manager Magazine reported that the company is planning a second U.S. plant, increasing production capacity to 600,000 vehicles a year. And that's the news you need to know. Coming up, Ford's business is doing okay, but its bottom line is in the hands of an upstart rival. After this... The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online. eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory. Sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. Ford Motor Company is in transition, splitting off its EV business internally, trying to get the right people in place, and looking to generate enough profit to invest billions in the transformation of the company. But in recent quarters, its bottom line results have had less to do with its making and selling and financing of vehicles than with Rivian's performance, or shareholders' opinion of Rivian's performance, to help sort through all the Ford news this earnings week, I called up Michael Martinez in our newsroom in Detroit. Michael Martinez, welcome back to Daily Drive. Thanks for having me. All right. You've been busy this week. It's Ford earnings week. Lots of stuff going on. The big story is Rivian. Uh, Rivian tanked uh, Ford's earnings. I mean, what's, what's the view in Dearborn? How are people dealing with the fact that this startup and its volatile stock is swinging their profits up and down. I think there's a sense of there will be some more volatility. A, a quarter ago, we were talking about how they made money off their Rivian investment. So this may happen quarter to quarter. And I think there's some perspective within the company that, you know, this isn't really indicative of where their business is at. Obviously, it speaks to, you know, the them investing in a company, whether that was a good idea or not, uh, they seem to think it is uh, a long-term strategic smart play. That's what Jim Farley has told us as recently as late last year, but it just didn't help them out this quarter. Well, and you reported, right. They, they can't sell the stock. They couldn't have sold, you know, they couldn't have sold it after the big run up last quarter. 
uh, just to cash out, uh, you know, my, my favorite strategy, sell half and hope you're wrong. Uh, they, you know, had have to hold on to it. There is it coming up in the, in the coming quarter, they could sell if they wanted to, although maybe now is not really a great time to be selling that stock. That's right. May 8th is the date they're in a lockout period and until then. And again, they wouldn't talk about what they plan to do with their stake, but you look back to what Jim Farley said, they love where Rivian is as a company. They did cancel their joint vehicle together, but he picks RJ's brain constantly. Uh, I'm sure the really? other way around as well. He's one of the, yeah. the executives he talks to a lot. So th they like where the company's headed. All right. Well, you know, a lot of times, uh, I mean, I was uh, at Bloomberg in the early Tesla days, and that was a very volatile stock for a long time until it uh, finally became a profitable company. And then, of course, it became a highly valued volatile stock. So, um, but if, if they believe in Rivian, I can see why there was some, some good reason for, for hanging on to that and, and building on it. So what about Ford's, you know, regular business, the, the, the business of making vehicles and selling them to consumers? Uh, how, Ford did pretty well? I think pretty well is an okay way to describe it. I say the, the business is, is fundamentally sound, but things are down year over year. And it's because they couldn't build as many vehicles as they wanted to. Again, pointing back to the chip shortage, we've been talking about this for years. It's still affecting them. I think they have something like 53,000 vehicles sitting on lots, waiting for chips. This past quarter in particular, they had a wiper blade uh, module that was impacting Expedition and Navigator, which are really high profit SUVs for them. So the thinking is once they get this out of the way and as of right now, they're thinking that will happen in the back half of the year that the volumes will increase. They can get these vehicles off lots into customer hands. The demand is super strong. They have an order bank of 400,000 customers waiting on their vehicles. So they like where they're at. And that's part of the reason they affirm their guidance uh, for the full year. That would be a 15 to 25% improvement in terms of adjusted EBIT compared to 2021. So they see growth, they see volume growth uh, between 15, 10 and 15%. And that's good news for them. Yeah, Ford, I mean, look, the, the calendar comparisons are tough. We've had this chip shortage for a while, but it really kicked in around uh, May of last year. So the first quarter made for really tough comparisons. Second quarter is not gonna be very pleasant. Maybe the second half, the chip supply improves. But of course, we now also have the additional complications of uh, Russia's war against Ukraine. Probably affects Ford a little less because they've pared back so much of their European and Russian operations. Uh, but, you know, still significant. All those uh, F-series and uh, SUVs, though, missing, missing the chips, that's got to really hurt. It's tough. I mean, F-Series, F-150, that's its bread and butter. We know that franchise alone is worth more than companies like Nike or Coke. You know, go down the list. It's it's very impressive. Plus Bronco, too, right? And you have a lot of customers that are growing really impatient. So it's good news that they have all these orders, but you want to be able to satisfy that demand as quickly as you can. And Bill Ford spoke to this, the executive chair, 
earlier in the week, he said he's frustrated. He thinks they need to do a better job getting those vehicles to customers and communicating about that because that's, uh, that's money they could end up losing out on if people back out of the deal because they have to wait so long. That has been one thing that Ford's done particularly well, that communication portion, at least, you know, trying to share their sympathies with uh, the Bronco pe- people who've ordered Broncos and and haven't gotten them yet, trying to keep them on the line. And, and that makes a lot of sense, but uh, it is a real a real challenge. But speaking of unmet orders, right? I mean, they had a big event this week. Ford had a big event this week for the F-150 Lightning, uh, which has a lot of demand that's going to take some time to fill. For sure. They have about 200,000 reservations for the Lightning. We don't know how many have converted to orders, but these customers are going to be waiting a while. They've already closed order banks on the 2022 model year. So you're going to have to wait you can't even place an order for a, a 22 right now and talking to a bunch of dealers. Uh, this is going to be a heck of a way. I talked with one dealer in Metro Detroit who said he has, I believe North of 50 orders reservations, converted orders, and he's getting two lightnings this year. There is a dealer in Texas, <laughs> the heart of truck country, right? That is getting six or seven. Right. Yeah. So, individual dealers are not getting that many trucks. If you're in that order line, it may be a while. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough thing to manage when you have, you know, customers that are willing to pay a lot of money and can't get what they want. There's always a risk. They'll go to someone else if, if they can deliver it sooner. But we, as we know, I mean, supply is tight up and down the, up and down the line. So one of the other big stories you've been uh, reporting on or one of the uh, items you had uh, recently was about some some job cuts at Ford. And, you know, that really stood out to me because we see so many companies in the industry trying to add talent, trying to add tech talent, buying companies, buying tech companies or smaller suppliers just to bring in, you know, some some talent. What's going on with that? I mean, I guess my assumption would be those are mostly people from the the new Ford Blue, uh, the sort of the traditional, you know, gasoline burning part of the business. But I don't know if that's really the case. Uh, what's what's Ford saying? Well, they're not saying too much. They, they didn't specify where exactly what division these people would work in. Uh, they did say they were all engineering teams in the U.S., uh, salaried workers and agency workers. And to your point about bringing in talent, that's exactly what Ford's trying to do. Maybe a little addition by subtraction here, because Jim Farley has said they need different talent than what they have. And that's part of his plan to sort of split the company into these two new divisions, Ford Blue and Ford Model E, and sort of have a dedicated team for EVs, for connectivity, things that the traditional car making company hasn't quite excelled at or quite figured out yet so they can bring in new people, let them specialize into what they need to do while the other half of the business continues pumping out Broncos and super duties and F one fifties. Or trying to at least. Or trying to. <laughs> Michael Martinez, thank you so much. Great talking with you again. Thanks for having me. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get all the news on quarterly earnings, business strategy, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. 
Thanks to Nathan Kadick for editing today's show. Thanks to the Automotive News Multimedia Team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening and making the show part of your workday routine. Have a good weekend. Until Monday, when we all get back to work. <laughs>